Hello and welcome to episode 204 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, May 26th, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yeah, thank you all for joining us uh, today. Um, we got a few, got a, uh, some good things to talk about. Um, we have the DC Films Tournament uh, this this episode, which we have some <laughs> uh, some interesting picks, some interesting matches, so um, to say the least. And hopefully, we'll get a, a dear friend of the show and resident supervillain John Haponic to join us on this Zoom call. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, you better address him by his title. Yeah. Super villain. <laughs> we yeah. hate John Potter. <laughs> well, no, we, 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 we love him. But um but yeah, we but he he should be in in, in a bit. And uh, as I speak, I'm actually texting him right now and he's just texted me that he'll he'll be in in a few minutes. Um but yeah, uh, as he as we uh as we're doing this thing here, uh yeah, we we do have to begin with some with some very sad news. Um, as you know, as you all know, uh, last week was a horrendous uh, week uh, for for all wrestling fans. Uh, first, we had the uh, the unfortunate and untimely passing of Shad Gaspard, uh, whose body was uh, was found on Venice Beach. Um, he died a hero. Um, he was pull, his body was pulled underneath the riptide. Um, he told. Uh, lifeguards to save his son fortunately his son was saved um fortunately shad uh, did not make it um so rest in peace to the man who was formerly one half of crime time in the mid-2000s in wwe um also uh, a huge r.i.p to uh stardom's hana kimura who passed away way too soon at the age of 22 uh, she unfortunately took her own life uh due to due, due to being a victim of cyberbullying um, horrendous uh, tragedy, senseless tragedy as well. So R.I.P. to Hanakamura, and our thoughts uh, go to her and the Stardom family, as well as Shad Gaspard's family. Um, yeah, totally a, a a dark week for wrestling to say the least. Uh, Man, who, are you, who are you telling? I, I I bought my Shad Gaspard shirt. Mm. Like it was out without question. I mean, I met Shad. Uh, one time before, actually like twice. Um, mm-hmm. Once at uh, outside of URI for a house show, for a WWE house show, and then another one at a WWE like appearance at the Warwick Mall. And he actually like gave me a card that already had him and JTG's uh, autograph. And, and then there's also um, I don't know if you saw the picture. I posted a picture from the day I met him. Mm-hmm. There's actually also a picture. Now, I couldn't I couldn't get a hold of it digitally, but I did have it printed, and it was just us like laughing together. Yeah. So I actually so instead of like the normal um taking a picture with a fan picture, I posted well I didn't post it I um I put up the picture of us laughing next to that autograph card up in uh, my man cave just because it's like I mean yeah you like I actually got a chance to share a laugh with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even remember what it was about, but, um, yeah, I got to share a laugh with him. I was like, you know what? I want to put that up there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And rest in peace. And rest in peace. And it took both of them. Cause, and then that cyber, but that, that shit was just some sad shit. Mm. Like to, the, excuse me, to the point where last week said, I don't even want to be human. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Like, yeah, that's how you know, like, some people can take it, or other others can't, but there's still no, that's still no reason, you know, to bully somebody. Like, I, like, I, like, social media is a great thing, to, you know, I see it as a great thing, but yet, it also has its dark side as well, and, yeah, them cyberbullies, bullies, I like to kick them in the nuts, each and every single one of them, yeah. once a day, for the rest <laughs> of their lives, with a steel toe boot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, for those who, you know, trying to be trying to be uh, all hard behind the keyboard, you know. Oh, yeah. And the, and their li- thugs. Yeah. Yeah. And and their and their lives are pretty mediocre, you know. Yeah. They're they're about nothing. Cybercrits, Cri- right. broadband yep. bloods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, uh but yeah, yeah. R.I.P. to both uh, Shad Gaspard and Hana Kimura, and uh, also um, uh, concluding uh, the the uh, darkness, uh, so to speak, of wrestling was uh, last week's uh, season finale of Dark Side of the Ring, uh, which uh, covered the death of Owen Hart, which occurred 21 years ago. Um, I know you, uh, Brian, and Sir Wilkins of the Darbatiers podcast uh, covered that as well on last Friday. Uh, that was a really, really good discussion, so I recommend people check that out in case if they missed it. Um, I do have some thoughts about the the Dark Side of the Ring episode, which oh, I yeah, yep, which I caught. Um, you know, for you know, for years, uh, you know, I've I've always been a big uh, Owen Hart fan, and um, you know, when when he tragically died in 1999, uh, you know, it, it hit me it hit me really hard because Owen Hart was a favorite of mine. Like of all the Hearts. Uh, in the family, like Owen was actually my number one, and Brett was number two. Um, and yeah, and, and, and I was just, I was, just, I just felt really, really, really down, really sad when when it occurred. Um, this watching this episode, um, you know, it really, like, and like Brian said, like it did provide like a, a sense of closure, like from the perspective of being a, a, an Owen Hart fan, finally hearing from uh, Martha's uh, uh, perspective. Um, you know, for years I was one of I was one of those fans who, you know, thought that yeah, definitely Owen Hart should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, but you know, between list between watching this episode and before that, um, listening to Martha Hart's interview on Talk Is Jericho, which is really good. If you haven't listened to it, you should. Um, you know, thinking and thinking about it more, you know, I'm 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 with Martha Hart. You know, I I don't believe that you know owen hart uh should be in the WWE hall of fame nor does he need an, an, an induction into that into that hall of fame and, and i and i do agree uh with martha's reasoning and you know uh you know and just and just seeing just watching the dark side of the ring finale and seeing how the uh how his how his uh, how his death occurred like it, it was completely unnecessary completely avoidable but you know, but but Vince McMahon, you know, and you know he he wanted to cut corners. You know he, you know that that cable that 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 clip. Lat, that that clip that Martha still has, you know, which is which was not meant to carry to hold up a 220 pound human being. Um, that that one clip, you know, was holding up Owen Hart, and and, and to think too that. You know, we almost lost two lives that night because a former referee, Jimmy Corderas, he was only inches away from Owen Hart when he fell. As, as yeah, I don't, yeah, 
right? Yeah, and 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 that that was that was just absolutely crazy to me. And from what I understand too, the, one of the original plans was to have uh, Max Mini strapped to Owen Hart uh, as well as they were as they were going to be lowered down from the rafters. So potentially we could have had three deaths or two deaths that night at the Kemper Arena. Um, but but you know but watching it watching it unfold uh you know i it, 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 you, you can't you you th- there's no way around it i mean wwe specifically vince mcmahon was, was, yeah he was completely in a major way yeah he was completely uh negligent all because he wanted to he wanted owen hart to do a pratfall you know and and owen hart you know he had you know he he didn't want to do it and um and unfortunately, he had he put his he put his faith he put his life in Vincent Man's hands, thinking that hey, you know you know they'll take care of me. They're professionals. They'll get this they'll get this all taken care of. And yeah. unfortunately, it didn't it didn't go. It obviously didn't go the way it planned. It was planned. Um, you know, I was I was look I was looking at a I, I was looking at a, an interview recently that Martha Hart did on with CBS Sports, and uh, you know she was talking a bit about you know how. Some people want, still want, some fans specifically uh, still want to see uh, Owen Hart uh, being inducted in the Hall of Fame, and she had a quote, uh, which, which I thought, which I thought, you know, was pretty, pretty on the money, um, and it's a short quote. Um, she says, "quote, um, you know, WWE's Hall of Fame, uh, they don't even have a hallway of fame. Um, it doesn't exist. There's nothing. It's a fake entity." There's nothing real or tangible. It's just an event they have to make money. They put it on TV and have a celebration, and it's just so ridiculous. I would never even entertain it. It's garbage. End quote. And you know what? I I, I agree. You know, I, I think I mean, I think the WWE Hall of Fame by and large is a joke. You know, I mean, you can say that you know it's great you know to have the you know rest the old wrestlers come out and you know relive the glory days and tell stories but if you want if, if but but if one if a fan wants that then why doesn't wwe just do a legend a legends with jbl style show or just have them go on the broken skull sessions with steve austin if you want to hear you know surviving legends talk about the you know the days of yesteryear instead of having an event which is designed solely for vince McMahon to say hmm how much money can I squeeze out of these out of these out of these old names one more time? And not to mention the Hall of Fame, despite besides not having a tangible location, it doesn't even have a, a legitimate voting body like like other Hall of Fames do. There's only two criteria to the Hall of Fame. One is how cool are you with Vince McMahon? And two, how much money can Vince McMahon squeeze out of your name and likeness just one more time? That's it. That's really it. And you know and if the Hall of Fame was legitimate, you know, that, and, and if it had, a, and if it had like a voting body and everything and a tangible hall, tangible location, that'd be one thing. But, you know, I, I just think it's skeevy for Vince McMahon for a, the idea of the WWE to profit off of Owen Hart, knowing that they were responsible for his death. And you know, people say that, well, how else can we, you know, honor Owen Hart? Well, I'd say you can make a donation to the Owen Hart Foundation, or you can buy. You know his uh, his new T-shirts on pro wrestling tees that Martha Hart approved. You know I think those are better ways to to, to um, pay tribute to the man than than for supporting a Hall of Fame that's all about Vince McMahon's ego and nothing else. But you know that's those are just uh, those are just my thoughts. Um, but but I do hope I do hope that that this puts to rest any talk from fans in the future about wanting to see Owen Hart in the Hall of Fame 
it's not going to happen. And you know what? I don't think it should happen. But, you know, that's still um, my thoughts. But, but, what do you, but what do you think, Carl? I have, okay, you know I have my thoughts. I actually, me being such a fan of, like, the history of wrestling, I always do enjoy, I do enjoy the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, I explained my reasons on that past episode with, uh, Sir, on that episode with uh, Brian and Wilkins, you know, what, you know, having the title of, Hall of WWE Hall of Famer can do for some, you know, for legends. Uh, to me, seeing, oh, I still would love to see Owen go into the Hall of Fame because it actually, to me, it's just like a beautiful, like, full circle story of, like, a beautiful, it shows like forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know. And then I've actually read uh, "Broken Hearts," which was the book by uh, Martha Hart, mm-hmm. and she just that ne- she was never a fan. You have to take this into into consideration too. So that that's why I'm still open. She never liked the business. Mm-hmm. Never did from the time she met Owen to now. She just never liked it. I see many different pros and cons how that how Owen going into the Hall of Fame could bring much more awareness, like bring some mainstream awareness to the Owen Hart Foundation and maybe it would get fans to want to donate to the foundation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so um, like I said, I'm not I, I in, in a sense, I do agree with you, but then I also see another side of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, and for her and you know, her son to like carry on and say, "Oh, that my dad would never do it," but then that's just like, okay, that's to me, that's like manip. I don't want to say manipulation, because you know it sounds kind of bad in this situation. But that's like being taught by her, by his. My, um, his mother. And then reading, I've actually read the, that chapter from Brett's book as I was prepping for um, <laughs> for Owen St. John upon tweeting. For um, oh, you know, the chapter of Owen's death. Mm. So it was like, yeah, um, Brett was a bit bitter of it, but then at the same time, it's like that, that whole death just tore that family apart for a while. Mm. Oh, yeah. It really did. It really did. It was like, uh, from what he said, like, Ellie and, um, well, Diana, which is Harry Smith's father, and um, Ellie, who is Natalia, you know, Natalia's mother. Yeah. Me, Diana is Harry's mother, excuse me. <laughs> but there was, um, yeah, it was like trying to stay cool with him, because, you know, at that time, this was the most powerful man in wrestling. Yeah. In some sense, he still is. So they wanted to stay cool with him and his job. Brett was, for the most part, mutual. Mm. So, and then even then, Brett and now, nowadays, Brett and Martha don't even talk anymore. So it just seems, like, to me, like, that documentary, although I enjoyed it, was a bit one-sided. Like, I still would have loved to have heard WWE's point of view. Mm-hmm. Point of view. You know what I mean? I would like to hear both sides and try to come with a conclusion. You know, come to a, like, some type of mutual conclusion and i think like i think if martha was wasn't so bitter understandably bitter mm-hmm. but if she was so bitter if she actually like probably talked to the right person like this is 21 years later like the anniversary was just a couple of days ago mm-hmm. 
I think by now, I think there could be some type of mutual, some type of mutual agreement. Like I said, it can bring more mainstream awareness to the Owen Hart Foundation and actually get fans to want to donate to the cause and stuff. And then at the same time, the fans can celebrate Owen's career. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand they want to show that it's Owen was more than a wrestler, but what was he really, what was he famous for? Being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, and we as fans who grew up watching him, we we just want a chance to celebrate. I mean, yeah, I mean, th- I think your points are fair. Um, I, 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 I will, I will uh, uh, counter that, you know, we can all celebrate, celebrate the man by, you know, watching his old matches and, you know, uh, you know, even even just donating or buying a T-shirt uh, from, which would go towards the Owen Hart Foundation as well, or even, or even, or even just donating to the Hart Foundation directly. Um, but and, but also to your point about uh, Martha Hart, uh, how she should forgive, you know, WWE all these years later. Uh, she she actually has forgiven uh, WWE and Vince McMahon. Um, in fact, in the same interview with CBS Sports, um, she did say, and it's a quick quote here. She says. Uh, uh, quote, at the end of it all, I've forgiven all of them, really. The Hart family, Vince, Vince McMahon, I don't hold any grudges. I hope life has been kind to all of them. My life hasn't been easy, and I certainly wouldn't wish harm on anyone. Um, and she does go on to say that she does not have a, a relationship with the rest of the Hart family. So, unfortunately, yeah, her her kids, they're totally separate from the rest of the group. And understandably so, because, you know, one of the facts about the case too was that um natalia neidhart's mother ellie hart actually stole or just took documents legal documents uh from martha and faxed it to wwe's legal team which was completely underhanded but at the same time you know the hart family are they're like well you know vince mcmahon is our meal ticket you know he gives us he gives our family jobs and maybe they're looking at it from that perspective too but still that's that's one way to but you're still betraying your family at the yeah yeah, and, and you know I agree. And this is this is something that could go on like this is this like this could start discussion could go on forever. Like and then oh, yeah. something that Sir Wilkins actually put up is just that there's something still that's still eating her. Hmm. And was the simple fact that nobody paid for it. Yeah. Nobody's serving time for it. Everybody got off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's like no, like it was just a settlement. So yeah, like nobody's. It to her is still like it, it. Justice wasn't served. Oh no, not at all. And and plus two, the like ideally, like that as soon as Owen Hart fell, like that whole place should have become became an active crime scene. Like the whole event should have right. stopped. But but even and even um even Martha Hart's lawyers told her like hey listen I know you're seeking justice but this is all going to boil down to money so you just have to introduce a num put a number on the table and you know hope for a settlement which she did you know she, I think her family got eighteen million dollars in a settlement from the wrongful yeah, death suit it was like fourteen or eighteen one of the two yeah I think it was yeah yeah I think it was, think it was around that like fourteen to eighteen million and that money of course she used to establish the Owen Hart Foundation. Um, but yeah, but yeah, like you said, we can, we can definitely talk about this for, uh, for years to come, but at the end of the day, 
you know, when all is said and done, Owen Hart, you know, he's still he's still a legend, and he is a Hall of Famer. He is in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. Which, so I mean, I just honestly, yeah. I just hope and pray, like, at some point in time, it's just peace all together. Yeah. Yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, that's really what they need. Kyle says you need to get on with the you need to get on with UWO soon. Mm-hmm. And the villain is waiting. Yes, and uh, and and with that, and just to just to segue um, uh, from the Owen Hart discussion, gone but not forgotten, the King of Hearts, Slammy Award winner, Intercontinental Champion, one of the best uncrowned WWE champions of all time. Believe that. And the only man to prank to pull a rib on yeah. the Undertaker and get away with it. <laughs> man who, but, well, I've heard a couple of hmm. couple of ribs on Vince, and people got away with it. Mm. I what mean, was the Road Warriors put their finish on Vince? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, um, that drunk story. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> Actually, I've heard that from Brent like two years ago. Oh wow, dang! Yeah. To be a fly in the wall at that night. But uh, but anyway, um, uh, at long last, uh, we do have the supervillain in the chat. He is awaiting, and all I have to do is hit the admit button on Zoom, and yes, here we are. Um, joining into the chat, we have the preeminent supervillain, the DC Defender. You know him as John Haponic. Welcome, my friend. (laughs) Uh, can we hear you? Can, uh, yeah. Hey, hey, John, how's it going, man? Oh, glorious. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, we appreciate if it. If I don't know better, is that a Cyclops shirt, sir? <laughs> it, it is indeed a Cyclops <laughs> shirt. Well, okay, you know, I got... I'm I got... going on the big fan. <laughs> you know, the light, sir. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, as y'all know, um, and Kyle's in the chat, so welcome, my friend. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a DC Films tournament, so I picked out 32 films in the DC uh canon um some of which i had to scrape the bottom of a of the barrel for because i was like man i need 32 films oh this is a dc film okay i guess i'll put it on there you know i haven't seen it before but okay all right let's do it so uh so first up we have uh the first match here uh suicide squad in 2016 versus birds of prey oh this is this is an easy match. There's only one right answer, gentlemen. What say um, you? Uh, I'm going to go with Birds of Prey. That's right. That's right. Yes. John? It, it pains me so much because Suicide Squad paved the way for all films by winning an Oscar <laughs> in one of the most valuable <laughs> categories known. That No Marvel film has won, by the way. But I, I am going to have to go with... Um, I have to go with... Uh, Birds of Prey, just because I, I mean I loved Harley Quinn's portrayal. Yeah, I really did. I thought I thought she did an outstanding job. It was a fun flick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds of Prey, without question. I mean, Birds of Prey is the movie that Suicide Squad tried to be, uh, but but failed miserably. Um, Birds of Prey has a sense of fun to it. The cast has great chemistry. Um, there's no there's no really wasted uh, wasted character. Um, the the villain was actually enjoyable, not a pop locking. 
Yeah, it could have been a longer, a little bit longer, sure. But I thought it was fine for for what we were given. And you know, uh, Ewan McGregor wasn't a pop locking uh, enchantress, you know. So do it, enchantress. God, that was that was that. I mean, I, that was such cringeworthy. That was a cringeworthy moment when I set when I saw that in the I, theater. It was on. Suicide Squad was on today while I was at work, and I just looked at it. I was like, this is bad. Now, did you, did you see the animated version though? Uh, Assault on um, Arkham. Yeah. Uh, Asylum. No, I mean that. That's probably the movie they should have done. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty good. Like I would have liked to see a live action version of that. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have Furman, uh, Furman Diaz in the chat. He says that he says that uh, both films, Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, were garbage. Um, it's like shitting shitting through your mouth or breathing from your ass. Thanks. Well, that's that's pretty colorful uh, criticism there from. from I Furman. love it. <laughs> but yeah, Birds of Prey uh, wins this round, and Suicide Squad is out. Uh, next match we have. It's, it's a pretty interesting one. We have. Christopher Nolan's 2005 feature Batman Begins, or the 1993 cl- animation animated classic Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> yes. I have both as well. Uh, I'm gonna go with Batman Begins. Okay. I was just way too much of it. I was a huge fan of that whole entire trilogy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Batman Begins. Uh, John, any thoughts? Batman Begins did everything right. I think it, you know, I would take that over the Dark Knight. So I'm going to have to go over Mask of the Phantasm. I, I love the villain. I love the origin story. I thought everything, you know, the score was awesome. It wins hands down. I, Mask of the Phantasm has still had some pretty cool moments. Like, um, all right, not to, I know there's a lot of films, but yeah. uh, one thing, though, if you ever want to check it out is on, on YouTube is um, uh, they say it's like the definitive Joker laugh is at the very end uh, with. Um, uh, when she's about to, uh, I guess, you know, disappear into the smoke and explosion, but is like the definitive Joker laugh. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of which, Mark Hamill, of course, you know, phenomenal in the role as Joker. Um, you know, Mask of the Phantasm, definitely one of uh, DC's best films, animated or live action, um, but I will, I'll have to go with Batman Begins as well, because that was the film that resurrected the Batman franchise on film after... Batman and Robin killed it stone dead for a few years, uh, which we'll, which we'll, which we'll get to. Uh, I actually okay, I don't know if you guys will see this, but this yeah. was from a Facebook post. Facebook post I saw earlier. Yeah. And it was the Joker and Harley Quinn that we deserved, mm-hmm. but never got. Okay, Willem Dafoe and uh, who's the other woman? I forget how to pronounce her name, Feruza something, but she played in The Craft, and she was Vicky Valancourt in The Waterboy. Feruza. Was she also in Ameri- American History X? Oh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that would have been a really interesting choice for sure. But yeah, um, but yeah, Batman Begins, Nolan's film, makes it to the second round. Uh, next up, we have Superman versus Superman 2. I think I go with Superman too. Yeah. We had all the battles. Yeah, Zod. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rosa Balk, that was her name. But yeah, uh, yeah I go with Superman too. Really? See, I, I I go with Superman. I go with the original Superman. 
actually. Um, but because I think that Superman one was a was the better film, and then Superman two was kind of um, at least the, at least the Richard Donner cut was a little redundant when they had Superman like reverse the 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 Earth's uh, uh, rotation again. It was like, well, you're just recycling the conclusion from the first film. So on that basis alone, the first film gives it for me. But it's two against one, so surprisingly, Superman two gets gets this gets it to the second round. Uh, we got Furman in the chat here. Uh, he says, "I don't know what I don't know what he's trying to say." But anyway, let's move on. Oh, he says, uh, "He says Nicholas Cage is Superman." Oh, what could have been? What could have been? Oh my God, Nicholas Cage is one of the most interesting actors of all time. Like even when when he's in a good movie, he's great. But when he's in a bad movie, he still puts in hundred and ten percent. He goes above and beyond the materials demands, and we get some gems like the Wicker Man remake. So there's that. I mean, he made National. I enjoyed National Treasure and Gone in sixty seconds. You know, I haven't seen either film. Believe it or not. Those aren't bad. Okay. Those aren't bad at all. I think National Treasure is still on Netflix. No, that's in Disney. It's on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Uh, John, did you say something earlier? Oh yeah, was it? Did you see Mandy Vic? That seemed like one of your kind of films. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the that. Chainsaw or something. Yeah, that was quite good. That was quite good. Um, but that, that's what I recommend. Uh, so yeah, next up we have, we have a, we have a DCEU round here. We've got the billion dollar Aquaman. Yep. Versus Shazam. Oh, I still haven't seen neither. Oh, shout out to Fremont. You haven't seen either film, Carl? I I haven't. Um, and then I got I got sidetracked by Furman, uh-huh. and he mentioned Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, Phen- that's an amazing film. Yes, yeah, that's that's a great film, very underrated. Yeah. Um, but uh, raising Arizona though, team team raising Arizona for me. It's a great Coen Brothers film, yeah. Oh yeah. All um, right. Uh, this one's going to the coin for me. All right. So Carl is flipping a coin since he hasn't seen either film. I ain't even call which one he was. <laughs> By the way, that's how you flip a coin, Vic. Hey, hey, whatever. It's hot up Thanks, here. Aquaman, Tales, Shazam. Okay. Shazam. Okay. All right. Carl got Shazam. Uh, John, what do you have? I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go with Shazam as well. I mean, it's, it's like a family-friendly movie. Uh, it was funny. It was awesome. I love the, you know, all the bro stuff from uh, Aquaman and how insane it was. My, my, you know, drumming uh, octopus. But yeah. I still need to see that damn drumming <laughs> octopus. Like that's the only thing I yeah, know. Yeah, it's in there. No storyline or nothing. Nobody will talk about nothing else but a damn drumming octopus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, Shazam, Shazam is it. Uh, for me, that's actually my favorite uh, DCEU film. Um, it just hit all the right notes. Uh, it's a film that, it's a film that kind of like it lovingly mocks comic book movie tropes. It while it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it also knows when to take itself serious uh, for the sake of the plot. It balances comedy and drama really well, better than most MCU films. That's for damn sure. Uh, well, that's but a, yeah, but yeah. We already know what type but, of, uh, 
Let's but, keep moving. Yeah. But yeah, so Shazam wins this round, but I do recommend checking out Aquaman for those who haven't yeah, seen come it. On, Carl. <laughs> so next up we have Zack Snyder's 2009 <laughs> adaptation of Watchmen versus Joaquin Phoenix's Oscar winning Joker. Watchmen 09 versus Joker. Watchmen was cool. Like, that was, uh, a lot of movies come on during the day, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, working in the group homes during the day now. Um, I have to go with Joker. Okay. Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough call for me because they're both long, uh, you know, they're not that great. They were just like, for me, it was just good. But uh, I feel like Joker's probably the, the better film. But if you're asking me to sit through and watch one of these again, I think I would pick Watchmen. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And Carl, you said that you went with uh, Watchmen? No, I went with Joker. Joker? Okay. Um, yeah, like both films, I, I would say Watchmen, it felt, it felt like it was just... Um, um, it was just like too faithful uh, to the source material, like like Zack Snyder, like Zack Snyder, like he ch- he he ramped up the violence in spots where it's like, well, it's, this isn't meant to be entertaining. Like, this is grim stuff. You didn't have to turn it up to eleven. Like in the, like, like the comics were like say like an eight, and Zack Snyder said, eh, that's not violent enough. Let's let's turn it up to eleven and introduce some some more violence. But it's like. Yeah, Watchmen, I thought his adaptation, um, I, I can understand why it has its fans. Um, I would say for those who haven't read the graphic novel at all, they'll probably appreciate it much more. Um, but I, I, I wasn't really feeling it when it came out, although it, I did like the cast, some of the casting. Uh, Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, of course, he was he was great in it, but the movie itself was, was fine. You know, um, I thought that it was a movie that thought it was deeper than it actually was. Um, but part two. yeah, and 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 the, and the, and the it doesn't that, need a part two. Yeah, I agree. It, it really doesn't. Um, just because a movie like makes close to a billion, or I think it, I don't know if it cracked a billion, but it doesn't need a sequel. And um, I do, but at the same time, I do like DC's Elseworlds approach. Like they should take that approach with other characters, just like one-off stories, and that can do like an alternate take of of characters that we're familiar with, but. But I would say that I would ultimately go with Joker on this one, um, just because I thought it was a stronger film. But it's not a. But neither film I'm itching to, itching to see again anytime soon. Fun trivia too. I think uh, Alan Moore has never watched any of his films be adapted. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Like he he refuses to have his name included in any adaptations of his movies because he's so against them. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, a few with a few of them I understand. Uh. Yeah, so the next round, another DCEU film uh, uh, contest. This one, there's only one correct answer. Uh, We've got the 2013 disappointment that is Man of Steel versus DCEU's second best film in their catalog, Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman. Yes. I'm going to go with Wonder Woman because of the simple fact that Man of Steel was on last week. Mm-hmm. I watched it and just did not care. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the that's the right that's the right response, Carl. That is the right response. And you already know how you already know my feelings of Wonder Woman, especially you know with the end with fighting 
I just thought, Barry. Hey, listen, you got to put some respect on Aries' name, all right? I was waiting. I was waiting. You know what? That whole entire time, once they, once they revealed that it was him, I was waiting for him to go smash it. <laughs> that would have been even better. You know what? That would have taken it from 10 to 11, my friend. No, it would have taken it from um, 7 to 7.5. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, Wonder Woman got a little too light showy, I admit, but you know what? It, it The, the, the logic of the scene made light, sense. You no, know, but here's the thing. You could be light showy, but don't make it obvious that you're running out of money. They, they weren't running out of money? I mean... <laughs> Look at that CGI no, again. I feel like I was watching Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, yeah, okay. I said it. Oh, you're... You're you're okay now. You're you're just you're just you're just trolling, Carl. Come on now. It wasn't that bad. But John, what were you gonna say? Uh, it's better than anything Marvel's done, Carl. Those effects. Why is that you Now you just trolling. You were just trolling because you have a you have a you're a super villain. You got a, a reputation to keep. A better film. Um, I loved Man of Steel, and I I was you know honestly I was so thrilled. Uh, Victor sent it to me. I've, I've watched it like two or three times since then. And um, I think it's a fun film. And I know like, I know there's like some like little issues and I think they could have resolved that a little bit in, um, you know, Batman versus Superman, but obviously they did not take that direction. But uh, yeah, I know, I know. But Wonder, Wonder Woman, uh, I, you know, it pains me. I thought Man of Steel would go longer in this bracket list. Like it kills me that you put it so early against Wonder Woman. But yeah, Wonder Woman has to win for me. I, lo- I loved it. It was a great story, cool period piece, and um, uh, an epic, amazing ending battle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Wonder. Top of the line. Oh yeah, Wonder 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 Woman for sure. I mean, um, this is this is the Wonder Woman film that you know I was waiting for. You know, you know for for years. You know before. Linda Carter was a definitive live-action Wonder Woman, and no disrespect to her at all, because you know she held it down. Uh, but we needed a, a serious Wonder Woman, uh, and uh, oh, Gal Gadot. Oh, this is really... what this is what uh, Captain Marvel should have been. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. All right. Okay, that I'll give you. That yeah. I'll give you because Captain Marvel, I'll admit, was mediocre at best. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Captain. But just wasn't. It just wasn't. That third act lost me. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's fair. That's fair enough. Um, but at the end, uh, Wonder Woman prevails to the next round. Uh, next up, we have an interesting round here. We've got Adam West's Batman, 1966, versus Steel, starring Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. <laughs> yes, Steel is a DC property. <laughs> Steel. <is> <laughs> Steel is a legitimate DC Comics property. And yeah, Shaquille O'Neal played Steel. He did. You know, I, still, I still remember one of the, I think, like paraphrasing the quote from that movie. Didn't he say something like, I, I, I never make those free throws or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Like apparently like he was supposed to throw like a bomb out, yeah, of, a, yeah. out of a window. Yeah, and they had like a free throw joke. Yeah. There goes Shaq, can't shoot free, free throws. True. So the movie had some self-awareness to it at least. <laughs> uh, uh, Actually, I met him when he was a kid. Uh, when he, or sorry, when I was a kid, he was a uh, rookie. He was a really nice guy. Oh wow! Really, nice. Shaq? Yeah. yeah. He's playing against the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Okay, nice. Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go. This is bad. 
Yeah, Batman. Yeah, Batman sixty six. Yeah, I mean it's Adam West. I mean, he's the man. First of all, his name is Adam Wee. Adam Wee. And nobody messes with Adam Wee. <laughs> oh God, he was so amazing at Family Guy. R.I.P. That wasn't he. Oh, that hurt. That hurt when he passed. Yeah. Uh. So so John, what you got? I'm going. I'm going with the Batman. Hmm. Um, it's cheesy. It's fun. It didn't take itself seriously. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and 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 the TV show is a classic too. I actually have it on Blu-ray, the complete series. Yeah. This is the one with the uh, shark spray, right? Yeah, yep. The bat repellent, uh, the shark repellent. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, one of the great scenes. Uh, Furman says steel. Well, okay, we have a steel fan. Uh, but yeah. Cool oh, what was that? He's a cool character in the comics. Oh yeah. Yeah, Steel was cool in the comics for sure. You know, I, th- I think. Yeah, I mean, if 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 any if any if any character needed to be re- revisited for a serious adaptation, it's Steel is one of them for sure. Uh, oh, don't don't give him the Zack Snyder. He's gonna make him all grim, dark, and edge lordy. Nah, we're good. we ain't gonna be able to even see the guy. That's right. Zack Snyder doesn't like lighting equipment. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be like black it's gonna be a black and white film practically. Whoa, 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 whoa. It won't just be black and white. Right. It'll be a hint of orange as well. True. Yeah. Man of St- uh Justice League. Yeah. But uh but next up we have uh we have two uh horror themed DC entries here. We've got Constantine versus Jonah Hex. Keanu Reeves versus Josh Brolin. Oh, God, that's tough. No, it's not. It's kind of not. But if anything, yeah, I'll go with Constantine. Yeah. Constantine. I I think, I don't know, I don't even think I watched the entire thing of Jonah Hex. I may have watched like 10 or 15 minutes and just realized I have better things to do with my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I saw the trailer for Jonah Hex and I'm like, nah, this doesn't interest me in the slightest. Um, I did watch the entirety of Constantine once in the theater and I thought it was pretty cool. You know, um, even though, yeah, they, you know, they made, they made him an American instead of a Brit, but I thought it was cool for what they did. I mean, there were some interesting things that they did with the, uh, with the character. There, there's talk about bringing him back. Keanu Reeves. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Keanu, Reeves is, Keanu Reeves is in high demand right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. My girl hates, my girl hates, hates more than I hate. Pineapple pizza. She hates Keanu Reeves. I don't understand that. I don't understand. I mean, Miss... I don't understand it either. Yeah, but like, but some movie was on. I can't remember what it was, but she just like saw his face and just got hmm. like done, just done. Hmm. You, you, done. You, you know what though? Um, tell Natasha to watch uh, Much Ado About Nothing, which features one of the best keanu reeves performances ever it's basically keanu reeves doing shakespeare yeah i've watched much ado about nothing in english class in high school yeah keanu reeves man i don't know why he wasn't oscar nominated we'll never know but but yeah (laughs) but i mean anybody who makes john wick i mean come on now that that's how how can you you hate And, and point break point break one of the best films action films of the 90s come on even the Matrix. I mean, the, yes. the Matrix one. Matrix was revolutionary. Yeah. Still hold up. 
Absolutely. Oh, play on words, right? Revolutionary. Yeah, absolutely. Revolutions? Yeah. yeah. Re- well, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I, I see what you did there. But yeah, the okay. Ma- Matrix sequels, you know, you can you can take them or leave them, but the first one, the first one still holds up. All right, so we got Constantine in the next round. Next up, we've got uh, an interesting round here, a Christopher Nolan matchup here between... Oh, you love it. Oh, yeah. The Dark Knight from 2008 versus 2012's Dark Knight Rises. You got the Joker and Two-Face versus Bane and Talia al Ghul here. What y'all got, gentlemen? Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay. I have to go over that. I think it's I think it's the it's the cooler film. Uh, they adapted the um, uh, uh, the the Gotham City uh, earthquake um, storyline, you know, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hardy, I felt like I know people make fun of his you know understanding him, but I thought he was just such a great villain. He did such a good job with what he had to work with. And, oh yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I love the whole film. I, I just. And, and not to go on a rant, I just feel like Dark Knight gets as great as, um, you know, all of the comparisons of Heat and um, and uh, Joker's performance with Heath Ledger. You know, they're, it's it's a great film, but mm-hmm. I just feel like this is the better one. Okay. Hmm, interesting. I, I gotta go, nah, I gotta go with, uh, I gotta go with The Dark Knight. I mean, as great as it was, I'm not, I'm not knocking The Dark Knight Rises at all, but it's just like, for, for me, I was in a rush to get that Blu-ray of The Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises, I like a couple weeks ago. Just because it was the only one missing in my collection. It's like, but I mean, I enjoyed it. I did see it in the theater, but I was just much more like, I was much more drawn to The Dark Knight than The Dark Knight Rises. Hmm. Yeah, you know, um, I, I mean, I, even though I'll, I, I'm going with Dark Knight Rises, I mean, Dark the Dark Knight. I'm sorry, on no, this one. Back. No, no, I, I, it was, it was, I, I misspoke. I, I'm going with the Dark Knight on this one, but I was gonna say that the Dark Knight Rises, um, I think, I think it does get some unfair, uh, an unfair thrashing from some more nitpicky fans. Um, uh, I, I think Dark Knight Rises is 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 an excellent conclusion to Nolan's Batman trilogy. I mean, Tom Hardy's Bane was phenomenal. Um, I thought it was an excellent conclusion, and I really liked how they wrapped up uh, Bruce Wayne's storyline and uh, introduced uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well. Um, the whole the whole film just really really holds up. And but but uh, but I'm still going with the Dark Knight because that was. Uh, for me, the, the definitive, still the the, the, the definitive uh, Batman film, uh, live action film, um, and Heath Ledger's performance, Oscar winning performance was t- is timeless. So you know, you know, I know a lot of people didn't like Catwoman too much. I was like, I, was, I thought she did a great job. I oh, she... oh yeah, and Hathaway was great in it too. Yeah, I did, still didn't, still didn't appeal to me. Not not bad, but it still wasn't like there for me, and not, at least not to match up with the Dark Knight. But I will say this: Tom Hardy is the third best Bane. Oh, really? Who's the who are the first two? Shaq Gaspard. Really? He did the most for the Batman Evil Within video game. Oh, I'm he did the most. He did the motion caption for uh, for Bane that oh, I just really? downloaded. So now I have both Shaq Gaspard games. Nice. 
and you do not disrespect you do not disrespect Gene Swenson like that, sir. Oh my God! Oh, we'll get we'll get we'll get to we'll get to him in that movie. Good lord! <laughs> I, know, I, had, I had to I had to, I had to act up a little bit. Oh man. Uh, next up, we do have an interesting contest here: the Battle of the Burtons. We have Batman '89 oh. versus. Batman Returns, 92. Gentlemen, what say you? Come on, Carl. This hurts. This hurts. Like, Batman Returns was such a big part of my childhood. The poster's on my man cave right next to Mario. uh, And no, that's not the same Mario poster from when we was at Maurice's (laughs) (laughs) house. I bought another one. Okay. Uh, uh, this, this one hurts because Batman Returns was such a huge part of my childhood. Probably mm-hmm. one of the best Christmas movies I've ever seen. Yep. I, I gotta go with, I gotta go with, I gotta go with 89 Batman. Okay. Batman 89 with Nicholson. Uh, John, what yeah. do you have? Um, 89 felt more gothic and, uh, there's a bit more mystery and I, I mean, I know there was a little bit of flash here and there, you know what I mean? With, um, some of the fights or action sequences, but it wasn't constantly in your face. And, um, you know, Nicholson did a great job. Keaton did a great job. Mm. Um, you know, I love the inclusion of Vicky Vale. So, I mean, all that was pretty cool for me. Um, I remember though, as a kid, I was actually pretty traumatized when, um, Penguin died, and he was going underwater, and he saw that blood come out. Mm-hmm. That was pretty scary for me as a kid, but um, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoy, like, I enjoyed that entire movie. You know, even uh, like just you just randomly hear Rick James super freaking and bear at a Christmas party. <laughs> True. But then Prince. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Print the the print soundtrack for Batman '89 still holds up. I mean, Party Man, Trust, uh, Bat Dance. I mean, good God. I mean, I mean, who would think to combine Prince and Batman? But it worked, and nobody questioned okay. it. <laughs> um, but uh, Batman Returns, you know, of course, Danny DeVito, you know, just scary and scummy and nasty as as Oswald Cobblepot, um, and of course Michelle Pfeiffer was was pretty good as Selena Kyle. Um, still the best Catwoman to this day. It's still great, in yeah. fact. Um, but yeah, Batman '89 for me because that's the film that you know not only put Michael Keaton on the map uh, in a in a major way, uh, but um, for years that was like the definitive uh, live action Batman film. And then it became like you know diminishing returns like, as the years went on until '05. But yeah, '89 Batman still holds up, and of course that Danny Elfman score still a classic. That's okay. What? Oh, well, the, 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 well, hold on. The Danny Elfman Batman score—it's—it's it's practically iconic. I mean, they used it for the animated series. I mean, at least. Old man, Hans Zimmer. Oh my God! Are you you listen? Look, I love Hans Zimmer. I would say Hans Zimmer is the better composer, but you you can't you can't dump on Danny Elfman. This is the guy that gave us some iconic themes too, like Beetlejuice, uh, for the movie and the and the, and the animated series. Um, yes. God, some other ones too. I, I can't. I can't think of right now. But d- 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 put some respect on Danny Elfman's name. Come on. Do I smell? A, do I smell a versus? Nah. I mean, I. I'm, do I'm, I smell a versus? 
No, I go with Hans Zimmer, but you know, I'm just saying, just give I'm give gonna... give Danny Elfman his props. <laughs> I would um, say Batman '89 was the first ever movie I ever saw at the theaters. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, and you know, I swear, like uh, in um, was it Batman versus Superman? Like Zack Snyder seemed to, to a degree, borrow from his intro with Batman. You know, he tried to create like sort of like a, a horror sequence. Yeah. And he kind of got that at the beginning of the movie with '89 when, uh, you know, he gets he gets shot. He comes gets you know gets back up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the criminals are terrified. That was cool. Oh, yeah, indeed. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, Batman '89 uh, wins this round. Um, but yeah, uh, we have completed most of the first round of the DC Films tournament. Um, we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six more matches to go. Uh, next round we have, gentlemen, is Superman Returns. Remember that. <laughs> Versus Supergirl, 84. Oh. <laughs> the Man Returns? Cal Penn was in it? Oh, yeah, he was in that. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, but also Kevin Spacey was in it, Carl. Oh, that's yeah, I right. Yeah, like I, I like Kevin Spacey's acting. Uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I know. He, he sucks as a human being and needs to get a brick thrown in his forehead. But, like, I got issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're absolutely right to say that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as an actor, it, it, as an actor, yeah, Kevin Spacey is he's a beast. So, yeah, I'll give Superman returns. Okay. Uh, John, what do you have in this round? I'm going to go with Supergirl. It's terrible, but it's like one of those train wrecks that I guess I could, you know, sit through. Mm. And, um, you know, I, it's a shame because I thought Brandon Ruth was outstanding as Clark Kent and Superman. You know, I mean, like he really, you know, channeled uh, Christopher Reeve and those uh, feelings from the old Richard Donner films. But uh, when it comes down to it, I mean, the movie was disappointing it was long it was boring and the big action sequence payoff or whatever is him fighting an island you know i mean yeah. come on you know i need i just wish like one of these be- uh, superman movies would include like metallo or brainiac or something but yeah so i'm gonna go with supergirl it was awful but at least i can laugh at it yeah or, what's his name mr m mix piddly something like that oh mix x oh yeah yeah mix x I can't even say his name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they chose that name. But, um, but yeah, I'll, you know what? I'm going to go with Supergirl on this one, too. Um, okay. Because, you know, why not? And, you know, <laughs> Peter O'Toole was in it. So he was in Lawrence of Arabia. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Supergirl. Mind you, I've never seen Supergirl. So, but, you know what? <laughs> but I'm going to go with it anyway. Well, I can help sometimes. <laughs> So yeah, Supergirl actually advances to the next round. Uh, next up, we have an interesting one here. I don't know if any of us have seen either film. We have Swamp Thing versus The Return of Swamp Thing. I guess the first Swamp Thing? Sure. I see. I think I saw it, but I barely remember it. I, I remember him turning into Swamp Thing, and 
a couple of swamps and stuff. I don't. I honestly don't know if I saw the sequel. I'll just go with the first one. Yeah, same here. Um, I haven't seen either film, but I do remember vaguely um, on the USA Network there was a live action Swamp Thing series. And, and there was a cartoon too that had that theme song was a rip off of Wild Thing. Yeah, that's so true. Instead of Swamp, instead of Wild Thing, they would say Swamp Thing. Yeah, God, that was bad. <laughs> on the um, DC Network, I haven't I haven't seen it, uh, but the Swamp Thing apparently got great reviews. I mean, they canceled it after two episodes or something. <laughs> oh but, damn! Um, out of like all the DC things that they have, I'm still dying to see the Harley Quinn cartoon. I mean, I've seen clips of it; it's hilarious. But uh, mm. um, Swamp Thing's coming to um, uh, CW, I think, eventually. I don't yeah. think it's as graphic though, or violent. Okay. Yeah, good yeah isn't it supposed to like go in with the like Arrowverse? So, yeah. There's so many of those shows. I... <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I mean, I'm not compelled to subscribe to the DC uh, network universe network, so I'll have well, to take reviews. Being transitioned to um, uh, HBO Max, I think. Oh, oh, even better. Yeah, yeah. I think that's supposed to upload because I already have HBO Now. Yeah, same here. And if you're already a subscriber, you'll end up upgrading to HBO Max. Yeah, yep. And plus, like, uh, it also includes uh, the. Uh, Warner, the Warner Archive, and Turner Classic Movies. So that's going to be way cool. That's that's a selling point. And the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Four hours of glory. Oh yes, yes. Speak, speaking of which, um, these next these next four matches, we are entering the WAC bracket, uh, the WAC conference, if you will, of the DC Films Tournament. So kicking. Grind's ready. Yep. So kicking it off, we have, we have the. Terrible train wreck that was 2016's Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice versus 2017's mediocre Justice League. Which... I'm gonna go with Justice League just because of that hint of orange. Yeah, it had color to it. Yeah, and it had a sense of humor for what it was worth. Like, there's only one scene in that. No, one part, not even a scene. At one, just like one part when the Flash was running, mm-hmm. and Superman looks at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, that was it. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and you know Henry Cavill's uh, CGI mustache was must CGI it out, and it looked his faces looked terribly, terribly awkward and unsettling. Um, but it looked it, like he had a broken jaw the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just kind of, it's like every time he talked, he was just, ah, God, Yeah, kind of like a cocaine jaw thing going there. Um, that also hurt Babe Abrams. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, John, uh, what do you have here? BVS or League of Justice? BVS wasn't that bad. It was yeah, bad. It, was. It, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It, um, mm. I, I love the warehouse fight, but uh, I like seeing all the characters and Justice League, you know, fight together. Uh, yeah, Doomsday, yeah. Doomsday looked like a Michael Bay Ninja Turtle with the lights on. True. Yeah. Again, that brings me back to my point, though. I mean, they were thinking too big. They should have gone with Metallo or Brainiac. Yeah. I don't know why they bothered with Doomsday. So, I mean, Justice League, maybe the Snyder Cut would be cooler. Or, you know, from what I hear, though, they're adding, like, five or six new characters. <laughs> oh, so, no. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I, I'm gonna say like I'm gonna go with Justice League by default because it was just it was the more more coherent and shorter film of the two. Um, but you know the the prospect of of watching a four hour cut of the Justice League, the the Snyder cut, if you will. It's, you know what, I'll just take a wait-and-see approach, but, I mean, it's safe to say that Zack Snyder was a was an incompatible choice for the DC Universe as a whole. He's a guy who has complete contempt for Superman and Batman. He turns Batman into a mass murderer, like in, into Frank Castle, with a cape and cowl. And Superman's this moody Christ figure. It's like, oh my god, nobody asked for an emo Man of Steel. We wanted, we want the Man of Tomorrow, an inspiring, uplifting figure. You know, E-high five, boom, there you go. Um, E-R-C? Yeah. That's why. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll see... I still don't to buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, I, I'm... Are you, are, oh, you say you're buying the Blu-ray? No, no, you bought the Blu-ray. You sent it to me. You're no, 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 no. I bought Man of Steel way before BVS came out because I was thinking that okay, maybe mm-hmm. Batman, maybe Batman versus Superman will course correct, but unfortunately, it doubled down on on all the flaws of Man of Steel, and I was like, yeah, I can't keep this. Yeah, I mean, John, John will like it, so here you go. Yeah. I put it to good use. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> So yeah, Justice League uh, makes it to the next round. Uh, next up, we have the Battle of the Superman sequels. Superman 3 versus Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <sighs> yeah. Heads 3, Tails 4. 3. 3, okay. Uh, I will go with number 4, Quest of Peace. I think I think the actor and I think it was actor and director who did the uh, movie. He was the bad guy, Mark Pillow or Pillows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you might have to Google. I, I can Google it, but yeah. um, uh, I'm gonna go with that just again because I don't know. Superman three was just, all I remember from Superman three was the um, the robot at the end. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll go with Superman three because it has Richard Pryor. That's pretty much it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, um, I can't... Superman 4, the less said about that, the better. I mean, Nuclear Man, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, no, he didn't direct it. I'm sorry. He didn't. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, Superman 3 makes it to the next round. Uh, next up, we have the Battle of the Schumacher Batmans. We have 1995's Val Kilmer vehicle Batman Forever versus 1997's George Clooney experience known as Batman and Robin. Batman Forever and it's not even close. Batman Forever had the cool soundtrack. Um, Jim Carrey was kind of cool. You know, Tommy Jim Carrey was amazing in that movie. Tommy Lee Jones. I love Jim Carrey. Ask me like, Jim Carrey has direct from a funny bone, like, yeah, I... yeah. Oh, uh, John, what you were saying? Oh no, no I mean just, just I, you know, I agree with you. I thought Carrie was amazing, and um, uh, you know, Tommy Lee Jones just didn't fit as uh, as Two Face. And also, don't remember if we're going with continuity, he replaced Billy D. Williams from uh, Batman. Yep. Batman yeah. Batman Yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, but at the same time, I guess Billy D. Williams dodged a bullet when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going with Batman Forever on this one because Batman and Robin is unwatchable. 
I mean, I mean, unless unless you want to watch it for a bad movie night and just make fun of all the ice related puns that oh, Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze throws at the screen, you know. The all I- right, everyone, chill. <laughs> the Iceman cometh. <laughs> sing louder, sing. We'll kill the dinosaurs. The Ice Age. Ice Age. Oh my God, the back credit card. Uh, oh, Jeep Swenson as Bane. Oh, Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. Good lord, that movie killed the Batman franchise stone dead for a number of years, and then Christopher Nolan had to come in and resuscitate it. And thankful, thankfully, he did. But, but yeah, Batman Forever, like John said, it, it had a good soundtrack, and you know Nicole Kidman as uh, Doctor Chase Meridian was a bright spot too. So, you know, it has things going for it. So Batman Forever had, wins by default, in my opinion, and. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of a sad story too. Um, uh, you know, Robert Swenson. I, I think I remember reading just how his wife really wanted him. You know, he died. He passed away shortly after. I don't. I don't. I don't think too too long after. But yeah, yeah. His wife was like talking about how uh, you know he was hoping it was going to be like his big break and open doors to new films and things like that. It's oh, yeah. a shame that you know, it was just poorly received. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and uh, last but not least, gentlemen. To close out the first round, we have, whew, drum roll, we've got 2004's Catwoman, starring Holly Berry, versus Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. You were lying when you said you scraped it. Now, this is probably where you scraped This is the, you ever heard it's at the bottom of the barrel? Yeah. This is the sticky shit. In the bottom of barrel. Oh yeah, I had to chisel. I had to chisel the grime just to get. It, it, it's the blue in between. Mm-hmm. Kind of whole barrel together. Yep. Still leaks. Yep, indeed. All that, all that. Oh <laughs> God, I'm go- uh, Just because he addresses it in Deadpool, I'm just gonna run with Green Lantern. Okay. Green Lantern. Uh, I don't even trust the coin on it. <laughs> uh, John, what do you what do you have for this round, man? Green Lantern didn't have Holly Berry doing a horrible basketball sequence. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, that couldn't even tell you. It looks so awkward. I don't, you know, I don't know what frame rate they filmed it at, but even then, it looked worse. Uh, and I don't understand how her cat powers gave her the ability to play basketball, but uh, it's a shame. I love Halle Berry, but no, I, I got to go for the other, the, yeah. the lesser evil. I mean, it's bad, but it's at least watchable. Yeah. You know, um, I've, I've seen the entirety of Catwoman, um, and yeah, I questioned myself afterwards. First of all, that's a, that's actually a mere accomplishment that you actually sat through that film in its entirety. Yeah, yeah, and, and tell about it. Yeah, you know, an evil cosmetics company that you know creates a face cream that turns your face into stone. That was the main uh, threat of the film. Uh, the less said about Catwoman's Holly Berry's Catwoman costume, the better. Um, I've seen the entirety of that film. But I've only seen the trailers for uh, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. Um, I can safely say that the trailers were better than anything I've seen in Catwoman. So, by default, 
the Green Lantern trailers win this round for me. So Green Lantern goes to the second round because Catwoman is just terrible. Um, And the fact that that was one of the uh, movies that, one of the first movies that Holly Berry made shortly after her Oscar win in Monster's Ball, it just, just hurts even more. Although, to her credit, she actually accepted her Razzie Award for Worst Actress in person while clutching her Academy Award. Uh, so so she was a good she was a good sport about it. So so props to her. But yeah, Green Lantern wins this round. And also, if if only for, you know, the Deadpool 2 uh, gag that we got uh, at the end of that film. So that was funny. So yeah, that that's what we have, ladies and gentlemen. That was our uh, uh, DC Films Tournament for the first round. So just to give you all a preview of what's what's up for round two. Uh, which we'll get into next week's and next week's episode, and we'll finish it off. We have uh, for second round matches. We've got Birds of Prey versus Batman Begins. <clears throat> we've got Superman Two versus Shazam. We've got Joker versus Wonder Woman. Batman 1966 versus Constantine. The Dark Knight versus Batman 89. Supergirl versus Swamp Thing. Justice League versus Superman 3, and Batman Forever versus The Green Lantern. Thanks, that ending. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's going to be, we're going to be getting into the second round as well as the conclusion of the DC Films Tournament for next week. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, as, as Carl uh, and I talked about it uh, before we started the show, hopefully we'll get Jim Savard to come join us. And hopefully we'll get you back, John, for the second round as well. Hey, that'd um, be rather interesting. Yeah, so we can get um, you know all four, all four of us yeah. to, to chop it up about DC. Um, but yeah, man, as you can see, the DC... I mean, say what you will about you know DC versus Marvel in terms of the films, but... Marvel has way more way more good movies than than DC does, and I wish. You say, but if you had to narrow it down, though, if you seriously had to narrow it down, like top five like comic book movies, mm. I have a feeling the majority of those would be DC. Even though, nope. even though there's less quantity, uh, or so nope. quality in terms of quantity, but yeah. um, nope. I mean, Nolan's trilogy is probably going to be in your list, uh, Victor. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Wonder Woman and Shazam. That's your top five, right? There. Oh no, wait, sorry, sorry. We'll throw in um, what maybe Ant Man and Black Panther. We'll throw those in there for you. <laughs> well, I don't know about. Ant-Man. I don't know. About, I mean, I, I like Ant Man, but it wouldn't be top five for me. But uh, definitely, no, definitely, yeah. But definitely, Nolan's Nolan's trilogy will be in the first three spots easily. Um, four and five would be either Logan and Black Panther, or Logan and. <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Actually, you know what? No, no. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse would be in my top five. And then Logan. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Verse is my favorite Spider-Man film. And Logan, I mean, L- Logan is just incredible. Um, just, just... What, 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 huh? Say, say that again? I didn't, I didn't catch that. It was for his first 30 minutes, my friend. Of... The, the whole thing in Logan was just boo-hoo. <laughs> What, 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 what was the what, what else what else was the point what, what what else would the point be in Logan I mean it's it's basically mutant kind is basically extinct you know Logan is at the end of his lifespan you know he's dying Professor X is suffering Alzheimer's and he's dying. I mean, it was a week ago. 
I mean, no, because they they. I mean, it made sense. They, I mean, they had a, they had they had you know Wolverine. They were cloning Logan anyway, so they had his clone daughter, you know, Laura X twenty three. So it made sense that they would have a a perfect clone of Logan in his prime, physical prime. I mean, it it, it, it worked. I mean, it, in, in the hands in the hands of lesser filmmakers or, or writers, it would have turned into complete schlock, but it didn't. You only liked it because he was dying. Oh, here we go. First thirty minutes of Origins. It was a fun comic book movie. You had some awesome fights. And yeah, there were some issues with it, but Logan, I mean, the whole thing, it's just like, you know, everything's sad. I'm not doing well health wise. Oh well. <laughs> but I mean I mean You well, nailed it on that one. No. Look, just just because we had two characters that happened to have suffered from terminal illnesses doesn't mean that I automatically liked it. I mean, you had you had Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart that were playing these characters for the better part of almost twenty years, and they still gave the best performances of those characters, and that was their swan songs, and they went out on a high note, and quite frankly, you know, they were my they were two of my favorite performances of twenty seventeen. And, and, you know, I, fe- I felt it, man. Shoot. I mean, even the ending of Logan, with when, when, when they were playing the Johnny Cash song, when the man comes around during the credits, I, I had to fight back a tear a little bit, man. And, and there, was one, there was one man, there was one man in my theater when I saw it who was sobbing. He was sobbing at the ending and during the credits. So that's when you know you have something powerful there. So uh, you cannot disparage Logan, man. I mean, Logan was a film that X-Men Origins Wolverine aspired to be but failed miserably. There it is. I, I guess that's what I thought at the end of, you know, out of uh, Suicide Squad. I was like, wow, that movie really touched me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a pop, because a pop lock in ancient Egyptian yeah. voodoo doll is just great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But... But yeah, but yeah, that's that's my top five comic book films of all time. Yeah, the Nolan trilogy, Logan, and Spider Verse, and then Black Panther's number six. Um, uh, I'll put that. I'm gonna put that question up. But I mean, you gotta go Endgame, Into the Spider Verse, Infinity War, Black Panther, Dark Knight. Hmm. I mean. Wait, have you watched uh, Endgame or Infinity War, you know, since its release? Yeah. Yeah, uh, a couple of times. And I enjoy it just as much as I did when I first saw it in the theater. I, I liked Infinity War more than Endgame. I just, I haven't watched Endgame since I saw it in the theater. And I just don't know. It just seems like it's, you know, just watching them do the heist all over again. Just... I, mean, I, I still, I still got it. I, I still, like, I still enjoy it. I actually, I listen. That's a movie score that I listen to a lot. Really? Yes. Huh. Interesting. I mean, I mean, for me, the score wasn't really a standout, which is which is which is a main problem of the MCU films, apart from Black Panther. Uh, but, but I, I still yeah. when I'm drawing when I'm drawing, I'll just throw it up. I actually threw it on while I was, when I did my Stan Lee drawing that I posted uh, about a month or two back. Oh, nice. And that was just, I just really got it. I really got into it. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, John, yeah, I love Black Panther's uh, soundtrack. I love Spider-Verse's soundtrack. Um, 
oddly enough, like I said, um, Batman Forever had a really solid soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean to tell me you did not like Mr. Freeze's anthem that was sung by the Bone Thugs and Harmony? <laughs> I could have blocked that out. Oh, man, the 90s. What a time. But, but yeah, um, so yeah, that how fitting that we end on Marvel films as we conclude the first round of the DC tournament. Uh, yeah, knows uh, <laughs> you two have to go through the uh, your little bracket for the Marvel movies. Oh, oh we did. Well, we did oh, for the yeah. well, we did for the oh. well, we did for the non MCU Marvel films. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I saw that one. I'm saying for the MCU specifically. Yeah, that one because there's only 22 films. Um, I'm gonna have to like play around with it, so I might have to add like the Netflix shows and like the Agents of Shield. I'll, I'll play around with it s- some more to kind of. So, I mean, but with but if we if we did a if we, if we did an MCU tournament, then the clear winner would either be Black Panther or Endgame. The other ones, eh, or Luke Cage. The other ones, eh, you can kind of take it or leave them. But that's just my opinion. Daredevil. I, I, I still gotta see the I, I still gotta see the final season of Daredevil. I've always Me seen. Too. The first two, I've only seen. Let me see. Let me see. What are they? No, I saw the final Daredevil. Okay. Yeah, I still have to finish. Uh, Jessica Jones, I need Yeah. Oh, and Iron Fist. Iron Fist was so awesome. Great writing, great acting. Man, I was. I, I watched like. Okay. Those in a row. <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah. let's wrap this up because I want to get to. I want to. Yeah. Get to the uh, Twitch, get our fans into the Twitch. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, so, uh, yep, uh, you can check out uh, Carl's Twitch stream of Mortal Kombat 11, Annihilation. Um, aftermath. Yeah, yeah, Aftermath Records. Um, yeah, so you can check that out on Twitch. Uh, you can catch. with Robocop, no disrespect. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ro- Robocop's great. I mean, the first film, anyway. But, yeah, check that out. Um, also, uh, check out our epi- check out our episode next week. We're going to finish off the DC Films Tournament. Um, also, we're going to have future tournaments uh, down the line. We will have a uh, uh, MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe Tournament. I'll put that together. And, um, and John, we'll hopefully have you back, as well, as, along with Jim Savard, for next week's episode, man. But once again... Thank you again for inviting me. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, you can catch all of our episodes on SoundCloud, uh, Facebook Live every week, iTunes, where you can hit us up with a five-star review, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you can find podcasts. And you can also find us on social media via Twitter, at Codex Prime Cast, and uh, Instagram, at Codex Prime Podcast. Yep, and also on Twitch, on Twitch, uh, Codex Prime Podcast, we, I'll be getting ready to go on with just a few, in a, in a mere few minutes. Yep. And uh, select content, and then we also have some content on our YouTube as well. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, so yeah, thank you, gentlemen. Um, as uh, and and as always for our viewers, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. And always remember, Wonder Woman is better than most of the MCU catalog.